0: This Texans team, guys came back in, all eyes are glued on the Texans. We had a good chance to, uh, you know, study last year's tape on them, and we got a game last uh, opening Thursday night game we can look at. So that gives us something to go on. But uh, obviously they've got a a guy that was a multiple-time NFL defensive player of the year. He's still wrecking things in J.J. Watt. So we got a real focus there. He looks as quick as ever. Linebackers are very active, and they got a very active secondary as well. So we know the challenge. We're excited about it, and uh, looking to have a great Thursday. Welcome back to Ravens Recap. We're so excited to have you here. To talk about the second game of the regular season, the season that we're just so grateful to have. Twenty twenty, something bright. We're looking at. Houston Texans this time we're not playing them at home we're playing it at their stadium be the first time experiencing an away stadium in COVID having the team travel to a different destination to play football but yeah looking forward to this game we saw the Texans a decently retooled team this year um go against the Chiefs in prime time and not look great they're definitely gonna be trying hard to redeem
1: themselves this game against the Ravens yeah no and uh It'll be interesting because it's already an uphill battle for Houston because we feel that Baltimore's gotten better since that game last year where the Ravens won by 34 points. Houston, as anyone who follows the NFL knows, uh, lost arguably their best playmaker in the offseason. They got running back on the mend in return. So, yeah, I think you got to look at this. Baltimore's better. Houston's worse than they were last year. So, on paper, first instinct is that this should be another easy game for the Ravens. But you know that's why they play the games. So we're going the Ravens are going to have to back that up.
2: Yeah, if looking back at the Texans schedule, you got to feel for them a little bit. They have quite a rough schedule for the first couple of weeks. Uh, first, having to go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs for Week One on a primetime game certainly probably not what they wanted to start out the season with but then after that they have to play the Ravens and then after that playing at Steelers and then the Vikings come to town on week four they really don't have a break until week five where they put the Jaguars but I tell you what man if Gardner Minshew keeps playing like he is that actually might be a much closer game than uh, some people would have expected in the off season. So, yeah, I mean, the Texans are, are definitely going to be searching for wins because they know that they're not going to
0: come easy this year. No, not at all. So let's talk about the the Texans and kind of the change of guard. So as alluded to, DeAndre Hopkins left. He got traded. And uh, who they brought in was David Johnson, a guy who was kind of down his luck, like we mentioned last episode. He had two or three years of just injuries and not looking like himself. After being one of the best running backs in the league, and a dynamic pass catcher, et cetera, so he's trying to make his uh, revitalization. And he looked much better in the first game. He didn't look like game breaking fast, but he I saw some good cuts, and of course he had uh, some touchdowns, which always helps, right? So he definitely looked a little bit better. But they lost the number one wide receiver, and honestly, that's the thing that you know, despite having Brandon Cooks, who's been a one in his career at various teams and uh will fuller who a lot of people are high on to take on a big role and they added stills from miami it looked like they were still searching for that number one they were still searching for the guy uh when under duress and boy was watson under duress uh he could go to and 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 trust that he would be open and be able to snag the ball i think they lack that now
1: yeah at least for now cooks has had success in at other stops along the way although you know not really akin to to a guy who is like your de facto number one. And uh, Fuller's a big play waiting to happen when he's healthy, Um, but I don't think he's played enough games to really feel confident to be the guy. I think maybe one of those guys can uh, come out and be that guy for Watson, but I think it's going to take him more games than just that first one uh, against Kansas City for that chemistry to happen, which... Uh, plays in favor for the Ravens at least for for this game
2: yeah I think this is going to be a big storyline looking at this upcoming game is really how is Watson going to find uh, the targets and make the plays that he needs to make in the passing game for order for them to have success because yeah I mean like you guys said I mean having a guy like DeAndre Hopkins you can throw him a ball and he's going to come down with it 90 percent of the time you could throw it to him when he's covered. He's not going to be covered. Like, he's going to get the ball. And, I mean, that's not even including, like, the just insane, like, acrobatic catches that he can make. Like, you could throw it anywhere in his area, and he's going to catch it. And, you know, Watson doesn't have that. So, it really is, is about him taking that next step for his game and – having the mental ability to read defenses and having the, you know, knowledge to say like, okay, like, you know, my one, two, and three aren't open. I need to go for this other guy, you know, take what the defense gives you. And I know Watson struggled with that at some times. Um, he also struggles with holding the ball too much, the the game last year we played against the Texans I think was a great example of that of just the Ravens giving him fits and the Ravens don't have you know anybody <laughs> as far as a pass rush is concerned but we were somehow able to get six or seven sacks that game because Watson just couldn't get rid of the ball he was always looking for the big play looking for for something that just wasn't there and you know I think that's where David Johnson is really going to help you saw it a little bit I think in the Chiefs game but probably not as much as as you know, maybe some fans would like, I think that is probably going to be a key difference maker because we know the Ravens have some good corners. Humphrey and Peters and, and Tavon Young and, and Jimmy Smith even are, are going to be doing a good job to limit the damage that the Houston receivers can do. And so I think it's up to Watson and it's up to guys like David Johnson and, and their tight ends to uh, take advantage of everything that's left and knowing that the Ravens are newer at linebacker that would be where I would attack uh, you know if I were the the Texans offensive coordinator I would definitely be looking to do that not only is it just a better matchup against the Ravens but it's where Watson needs to make the most improvement
0: yeah so like you said Chris Watson holds on to the ball too long right no known bug of Deshaun Watson and uh I'll be honest with you, if you're playing him in fantasy, you might want to look at your other options. Look at a streaming option this week, because I think in the Ravens' defense, is going to look at the film that the Chiefs put on and attack that offensive line. Lots of holes in the offensive line. I think you're going to see Judon and uh, Ferguson. He's not going to let a penalty get in the way this week. He's going to get a sack. Like I think you're going to see a lot of guys get a sack in this game, put a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson, and uh, you know, the offensive line needs to prove themselves. The Chiefs defense, nothing to sneeze at, but also probably should have had that kind of production, right? Unless they got much better over the offseason, relatively the same guys, they shouldn't have had that kind of production against that offensive line. So I think they're going to be looking to redeem themselves and make a step. But also the Ravens, who had not the best pass rush against the Browns, are going to look to be generating a lot of pressure. So both of those sides of the ball have something to prove.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that just think it's going to be really interesting to, once again, just see Lamar versus Watson. I know you just said that, you know, Watson might not have the best game this coming Sunday, and I I agree with that, but I just really want to see a, a shootout between Watson and Lamar just because I think it would make some really exciting football. You know, both these guys are two of the most dynamic athletic quarterbacks in the league right now, and... This really should be a rivalry of sorts, if you think about it, but unlike the games between Lamar and Mahomes, at least last year, it wasn't even close.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you bring that up, Peter. It, you know, it's, it's one thing that, on paper, it just seems like such an exciting matchup. You know, similar players in terms of, of style, but but also, like, you know, they're just so electric. And obviously, we've seen all of Lamar's highlights, and we've seen a lot from Watson, too, and it's just... For the couple of matchups that they've had, it's just it didn't come together. And I, I feel like a lot of the matchups that we've had against the Texans, I mean, we haven't had like really good matchups with the Texans in, in quite a long time. They've either been, you know, pretty imbalanced or, you know, or maybe we just didn't have like the the high scoring offenses to really make it a, a very exciting game you know as a Ravens fan I mean obviously we want to get the win no matter what right but you know even even if you're not you know a Ravens fan I mean you would uh probably you know want to appreciate a a high scoring you know game where with these two young quarterbacks who are just throwing the ball over the field so we'll uh we'll definitely see you you can't take one game and and just say that the (laughs) that the you know team is is hot garbage or the the team is like the best team ever i mean it's just one game you know we don't we don't have a whole lot of you know film to go off of anything can happen on any given sunday we'll uh we'll have to see how all these different pieces uh fit together and and you know where the ravens and where the texans are going to go
0: jj watt definitely looked like he recovered from his pectoral tear that he suffered last year in october and uh I think you know when you have a guy like that on defense, he really defines the defense, and uh, he looked good against the Chiefs, and I think he's going to be uh, looking for blood against Lamar and uh, definitely trying to return. I, I actually heard in an interview, he said he spent so much time focusing on uh, rehabbing that shoulder um, as well, that he also is injured in the past, that he's feeling better in that regard uh, than he ever has. Definitely uh, keep an eye out for the five-time All-Pro.
1: Yeah, that is one of the things to look at going into this game of what are some ways the Texans can make this this game hard on the Ravens. Um, J.J. Watt did not play in the game last year, was injured, as you said. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to see how Ronnie Stanley is coming into this game. I don't think we've heard an official word yet on what to expect for his availability come Sunday. I'd like to hope that you know he was just kind of held out of the rest of the game a precautionary measure because by the time he went down, the game was pretty handily in it was basically a Ravens victory at that point but if Stanley can't go, we'll have to see Fluker really step up in that left tackle role because Lamar's a great athlete, but so is Watt i he's one of the few guys who I could think could give uh Lamar some real trouble in the pocket,
2: yeah. If we couldn't have got Calais Campbell or Derek Wolf and for some reason J.J. Watt was a free agent, he would have been like my number one guy to get. I've always loved watching Watt; He's such a fierce competitor, just so good in all phases of the game. It's just a, I've really appreciated you know watching watching him play. Probably one of my favorite non-Ravens that I've seen play in my lifetime. It really depends where they're going to put him. You know, it seemed like when he was lined up against the Chiefs, he was mainly focused toward the right side of the line. Which I gotta be honest, you know, that's probably where I would want to have J.J. Watt play. Uh, I want to have him go up against a guy like Skura or go up against a guy like Phillips instead of a guy like Ronnie Stanley. You know, I think uh, I think someone actually called that out when uh, during the Chiefs game they were like, "Why are you putting him against up against Mitchell Schwartz, who is arguably the the best lineman on the Chiefs? Why aren't you putting him against like any, literally any other guy?" On the Chiefs O line, <laughs> because he could beat pretty much anybody else, but you're putting him against the one guy who's having a little bit of trouble with. You know, if I were the Texans, I'd go after Skura. I'd go after Phillips. I think Watt would be able to handle them pretty easily. I mean, if you look back to some of these Texans matchups, I mean, JJ Watt's been in the league a while, and almost in all of those matchups, he's always going against, you know, future Hall of Famer Marshall Yonda. And, um, you know, I mean, Yonda wouldn't shut him down all the time. I mean, it would be a good matchup and and it would be, you know, evenly matched for the most part. But why would still make plays against a Hall of Famer. So, you know, if if I'm the Ravens, I'm definitely very interested in figuring out, okay, can we put Boyle on him? Can we put Ricard in him? Like, what can we do to try to slow this guy down? Because, unfortunately, we don't have 73 suiting
0: up for us anymore. Yeah, another guy I want to look out for on the – defensive line i don't recall seeing him play too much was uh ross blacklock um a lot of people are tying him to the ravens at this draft class as a nose tackle so i'd be kind of curious to see how he plays against the team obviously at this nose tackle position i'll have an opportunity to maybe go against scura and try to exploit the recovering center
1: yeah i could see that being another way they might attack the ravens offense i think another matchup that i'm really
2: excited for this week we kind of talked about it last episode where you know, Peter and I were maybe a little bit concerned about the Ravens run game, whereas Alec was a little less concerned. He thinks that we're holding back, that we're saving some of the stuff for the Chiefs game. But, you know, in either case, I am curious about how the Ravens are going to attack the run offense this week. You know, what are they going to do differently? Are they going to uh, lean on it a little bit more? Are they trying to get Ingram or Dobbins or Edwards or someone going? You know, are they going to mix it up a little bit, show... Uh, uh, some new formations or, or blocking schemes or something that they hadn't shown before. You know, I, I would really like to see them get a little bit more from the run game, at least on the stat sheet. I mean, it, it would definitely be something I would look to uh, exploit. It seemed like the Texans were having a little bit of a trouble uh, bottling up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire of the Chiefs on uh, week one. Uh, he ran all over the Texans. I think there's some opportunity there for for the Ravens to really get it back on track, but uh, we'll have to see. I mean, the Texans are—you know—probably were not happy with the performance that they gave uh, in Kansas City, and and now they're playing at home, albeit probably not in front of fans. But uh, you know, even if there are any fans in the stands, uh, they're going to be playing for pride. They're going to be playing uh, like they need to win because they do need to win this game.
1: I think the the one thing we want to we might still want to talk about uh, about this game is we know that the Texans historically have not had a good offensive line as far as pass protection goes looks to be more of the same this year Mahomes didn't get sacked as many times as he usually does against the Chiefs only four but uh with that said what are our expectations of the pass rush going into it like is this kind of a game that we feel they they have to show up to or else you might be wondering if this if there's some uh things in the scheme that they gotta go back to the drawing board on yeah, I mean this isn't something where they need to get
2: you know seven sacks like last time. You know, they they don't have to get those numbers. I mean, having a handful of them are great. You know, I'm sure what Wink is looking for is is just consistent pressure. Can they get Watson off his spot? Can they force him to make bad throws? Can they force him to make bad decisions? That's really I think what's at the end of the day what's more important. Granted, I think the Ravens have the talent to be able to win in without that, right? They could win in in a variety of different ways. But you know, as as far as you know, blowing the whole thing up. I mean, I, I think it is a little bit premature for that. I I do think the Ravens can live with extended periods without like a ton of sacks, as long as they're one winning games and two generating enough pressure in, in certain ways or affecting you know the game in certain ways so that you know the back end is still holding up, but the rush is is affecting it in some way, even if they're not hitting home. As long as they're doing the hits and, and getting Watson off the spot, I think it should be fine. I mean, like both you guys said, you know, like, like we what we've seen from the Chiefs game, I mean, the Texans seem to be vulnerable, unfortunately, you know, at least on the one game that we've seen so far, despite the fact that the, the Texans may have thought that they've had the best offensive line that they've had in several years. That's still kind of a question mark. So it's definitely a good opportunity for the Ravens to get back on
0: track. All right, guys. Well, I think this is gonna be an interesting matchup. Definitely both teams have something to prove. What do we think for our bold predictions?
1: Well, I think for me, you know, I got I did win bold predictions in week one, so I can go gamble a little bit and go a little bolder than I went last week. Deshaun Watson is a very good quarterback. He's top ten quarterback in the league, probably, but I don't think he matches up well against the Ravens, especially without Hopkins. Last year, the Ravens were able to force him into both an interception and a fumble that the Ravens were able to recover. I'm going to double down on that. My bold prediction is that the Ravens are going to force four turnovers out of Deshaun Watson on Sunday.
0: Ooh, baby. Just Deshaun Watson. Ooh, bad day. (laughs) I told you not to play him in fantasy. I didn't think it would be that bad.
1: Yeah, I, I would hate to have him on the fantasy team that year. Might even be better off with Tyrod Taylor that this coming week than Deshaun Watson.
0: Uh, actually, he is a streamer choice that people are saying. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, not the worst.
1: You want to trade just for this week?
0: No, I benched him for uh, P. Rivers.
1: Oh, that's right. You have, Rivers is your third quarterback.
0: Intentionally drafted just in case. Get me that volume. With some interceptions on the side.
2: Well, he talked a little bit. Uh, earlier about how how we were a little bit concerned about some of the Ravens rushing attack uh, week one. I think that they're going to get back on track week two. I think uh, the Texans uh, will not have fully recovered on that, or the Ravens uh, will also bring out a few new wrinkles that maybe they haven't seen before. I think that the Ravens are going to rush for 150
0: yards and two touchdowns. That's definitely a bold prediction, Chris. I think uh, it can... It's in the range of outcomes, but uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have went that way. I think maybe we're going to pass a little bit more on this team, just to show we can do that. But for my bold prediction, I'm going to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to the pass rush. I'm not going to say they're doing seven again. That's a little excessive. I'm going to say six. Six sacks on the Deshaun Watson.
2: Not that this matters at all, but who would be our sack leader
0: if we got six sacks next week? Sack daddy. It's coming in hot.
2: Sack Daddy Ferguson? Okay.
0: I think so. Why not? I mean, I, I, I can't say that with any confidence. It could be anybody. I think Judon might eat, but you might also see him drop back a little bit more with like Akins and Fells. So uh, go with a guy who's a little bit more dedicated pass rusher. Um, doesn't have quite the coverage ability. So Ferguson.
2: Fun fact. Do you guys know who our leader in pass deflections is right now?
1: Oh, I wanted to bring that up when I saw it. Uh, yes, Calais Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my guess. Leading the pack with three.
0: Nobody even has two. <laughs> the mammoth of a man. All right. Now we got our score predictions. I'll go I'll go first since I went last with the bowl predictions. I think that the Ravens are gonna win. Shocker to many involved. And uh just because of the turnovers and the sacks and we just completely overestimated a team that hasn't shown that they can do it, whereas at least Watson like we know they can do it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and say 38 to 10 Ravens, and hopefully this time Lamar Jackson gets taken out a little sooner. I did not agree with how long he was in the game last week. Just got to throw that out there.
2: Well, I certainly would like to see that. I think even though that the Texans had some trouble against the Chiefs, I mean, they were able to get things going a little bit. So I think they're going to score a little bit more than ten points. I think it might be a little bit closer, but I do see that the Ravens coming out on top on this one. I just think they're the better team at this point, and I think they're going to be ready for this one. I feel like I need to knock on wood here. Part of me feels like that they're like it could be a little bit of a trap game because the Ravens are definitely more interested in the Chiefs game the following week. But I do think ultimately, you know, Harbaugh is going to keep the team focused you know, Lamar is going to keep the team focused. Uh, You know, I think that they know that the Texans are a good team too, and they're not going to want to overlook them. So I'm going to go with 35-20 Ravens.
1: Chris, I think you bring up a great point that the Ravens really have to make sure that this game doesn't become them looking past the Texans to that really highly anticipated game against the defending Super Bowl champs uh, on Monday Night Football, nonetheless, uh, the week following this coming one. But I think I agree with you. I think Harbaugh just and the rest of the coaching staff have these guys so focused on just this being a week to week league that I think the Ravens will win this game. I'm going to go somewhere in the middle of both what you guys said. I'm going to say 31 to 13 Ravens.
0: Great point about the potential of a trap game. You know, as a fan base, I think we're all really excited to see the Chiefs game. I have a prediction that we're holding them back. For that game, some of our schemes—we don't have to definitely take them by surprise. But you can't let the Ravens do that. You have to also remember that the Texans have had an extra couple of days of rest to study and prepare for the Ravens because they did play on Thursday night. So they're going to be coming out ready to get their first win of the season, and uh, we can't let this game slip by. It's too
1: early to give up an easy win. Yep, just got to watch out for that speed at receiver and quarterback. Make sure you got J.J. Watt. Neutralized and sealing the lanes in the run game, making David Johnson look like the David Johnson of the past couple of years rather than the 2015 version and hopefully that should spell a pretty solid victory
0: all right well, I'll wrap up another episode of Raven's Recap. We're excited to watch the game on Sunday make sure to tell a friend about the show and get involved in the conversation we've been trying to tweet a little bit more and get involved with the general ravens flock discourse at ravens underscore recap you can also find us by email feedback at ravensrecap.com, and sometimes we even link our own reddit so give us a shout out tell a friend about the show we'll be back to analyze the houston game and see if our predictions came true have a good week
1: The secret weapon for Houston uh, may be a guy who we don't even know who's going to match up with him. He's that good. Um, N Example Jr. Was a... (laughs) (laughs) Sonic.